Disclaimer. Explain It Me is a podcast hosted by two adults who drink in the safety of their own home. If you're joining in on the fun while listening, please drink responsibly, don't drink and drive, and know your limits. Stay safe and have fun. As you listen to episodes, you may hear us make mistakes like names of films, actors and actresses, as well as other unrelated facts. Please remember that we are both intoxicated while making the show and are aware of these mishaps. Please do not yell at the podcast while listening. We cannot hear you. I'm two and a half wines in. <laughs> I feel red. Can we get back to the movie, please? Kiss confusion. <laughs> oh, we don't know that yet. Explain it me. Explain. Explain it me. Explain it me. <laughs> okay, obviously someone's a little too fucking drunk right now. I'm not too drunk. I'm three drunk. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Vomit in my mouth. Hi, Stephanie. Hello, Donna. How are you today? I'm okay. That's good. We had we had a productive day. I guess so. Of businesses? I guess so. Um, yeah, so we just got done recording one episode, and now we're recording another. We're trying to bang them out. We're trying to bang them out and also uh, not get completely shit-faced on the second one because that has happened in the past. That has happened. I'm not shit-faced to the point where, like, I don't know, I'd fail a, a, a breathalyzer test probably, <laughs> but, like... <laughs> oh, um, fun fact... I think this is the strangest fucking thing, but I also kind of want to buy one. Um, in Poland, the equivalent of, like, Best Buy <laughs> is called... Buy this. <laughs> no, it's called Media Expert. <laughs> so, Media Expert. Okay. Um, and they sell breathalyzers. Why? I am not sure, but they have a whole separate section where you can have, like, the ones that hook up to your car <laughs> that okay. you have to blow into before the car starts. I mean, I know that when you get arrested for a DUI and if you go to jail afterwards, you have to have it hooked up to your car. And the car right, won't yeah. start yeah. if you don't pass it. Yeah. But then you can just have someone else blow in it. I can't wait till that's me. Not. <laughs> well, I'm not saying that you should do that if you have that happening to you. That is illegal. Anyways, uh, what movie are we doing, Donna? Well... Today, we're doing a controversial film, I would say. Controversial? Because I have a history with this film. I oh. saw it when I was 17 years old because I liked a boy who told me to watch it because it was his favorite film. And he sucks as a person for so many reasons. Oh, multiple. And then... So many different spectrums. And then other people I was friends with liked it, and I was like, wow, this movie is garbage. Um, so, the movie I am doing today is... Donnie Darko. Oh, fuck. I know nothing about it. Um, I know that every white male on this planet likes this film or has related to the character at some point. Which is weird because it's like, did you want to shoot up a school at some point in your life? I I don't know how that relates to the movie. But will. (laughs) um, Welcome to Explain It Me. The podcast where two women sit down. Two women. Women. Sit down and discuss the plot of a movie that is very confusing. 
and that the other one has no idea what the fuck it is about. And the plot twist is one of us is drunk, and it's usually the one who's telling the well, movie. I mean, we're both drunk, but one is a little more drunk than the other. I'm getting there. We're a little extra saucy today because, saucy. again, we uh, recorded a different episode before this one. We're trying something new. Yes, yes. Oh, and um, we've also upgraded um, our knowledge. Knowledge! <laughs> about... Um, recording finally on separate tracks so we're hoping that the auto audio quality is a lot better than it has been shout before. out to our music producer the diddler Makako. <laughs> thank you so much for helping us um you are amazing and we appreciate you so so much so stephanie yeah, Donna. do you think that this movie was made Pre-9-11 or post-9-11? Post-9-11. You're fucking right. You know how much of... This is the one movie I'm doing that... It's on the cusp. Oh. It came out October of 2001. Oh, my God. A month and a half after the... I almost said the 9-11 attacks. The (laughs) September 11 uh, attacks happened. Well, close. I mean, this is... Never forget. Wait, so, like, October... Like, Halloween it came out? Like two weeks before Halloween, mid October, so a, a month and a half. That would be six weeks. Yeah, thank you, Bill Nye, doing your math. So that would be like the twenty something. So close. I don't have closer the, to listen, Halloween. You didn't even have the director you of your film. You know what? I don't have the exact fucking date. It's October twentieth. Listen, you told me to include that information after I had already watched the episode episode movie. <laughs> it was October twentieth something. That this film came out. And the reason why I'm bringing this up, I'm not obsessed with 9-11, but... Yes, she is. (laughs) This movie bombed in the box offices. Because? Maybe because of that. It got pushed to a further release date. No, it didn't get pushed. The original poster had something to do with a plane crash in it because this movie has to do with a plane crash. Oh, no. But they had to scrap that because of... yeah. The terrorist attacks. That's very bad. These colors will not run <laughs> if Donna Darko plays in theater. So, <laughs> but still, so many white men connected with this film. This movie, yeah, I can't tell you how many young males in my life have told me they love this movie when they were a kid, Literally, and they're all white. So ev- I don't know. Every- I'm not a scientist yet, but tell me <laughs> if you think there should be a research done on this demographic. Uh, I feel like every person that we've told that donna is doing this episode was like every male every male was like oh my god i love that movie every female's like that movie sucks and i've never seen it i'm gonna stand here and fuck tell you right now i don't give a fuck send me all the goddamn death threats you want i hate this i hate this please do not send us death threats sucks do not dox us don't Just because at- Donna has an opinion about this movie, please do not harass us. Don't come at me with this bullshit about Even though you time just travel said, don't. says. Because time travel doesn't exist. But, you know, I'm not going to fucking... To our knowledge. Yeah, okay, in Minecraft. I don't want to fucking <laughs> deal with your bullshit about, well, scientists please, believe... Please, please, please. I don't give a shit. This movie Donna makes no fucking sense. Fucking I'll get into that in the end if I'm sober enough. I might not be. Fuck this movie. Know. Anyway. Okay. So this I'm movie sorry. stars. Please don't attack us. Please, 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 please. <laughs> this fuck you and no, your film don't knowledge. Say that. Listen, I'm gonna Do say not, this right now. Oh my Hold god, on. Donna, why I'm are you trying to make enemies before we even start this because shit? <laughs> please, I'm a real. Rider. I am a trying. Rough rider. I'm I fight trying. this life with everything I got. Let I'm me so trying to for us not <laughs> to get just killed. 
right now. And if you think this movie is good, your taste in film is garbage. It's below the goddamn oh, ground. It's in hell. Anyway. Um, this movie Cut stars. This. <laughs> this movie stars Jake Gyllenhaal as the lead role. He plays Donnie Darko. Okay. I want to already interrupt you. Um, I also, um, after my, my last episode, I also watched another movie that also stars uh, Jake, Jake Gyllenhaal in it. But I wrote Jack Gyllenhaal. What is wrong with you drinking when you did the <laughs> No, movie? I wasn't. I was so sober. You are but the then... mom from that <laughs> SNL sketch. Which mom? Jason Magillanel. Yeah. And it's like Jake Ma- J- Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, I yeah. know. I had a moment. Um... And then I had to go back and cross it out at the very beginning, and then I wrote Jake for the rest of it. This movie stars Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, his real-life sister plays his sister in this film. Maggie, oh, really? Maggie Gyllenhaal. We have the great late, she's like the wind. I love him, Patrick Swayze, in this film, playing one of the best characters of this movie. Okay. Who does he play? <laughs> he plays a motivational speaker. <laughs> what the fuck? Okay. <laughs> You have Alex Greenwald, the lead singer of Fanta Planet, in this film. You have Seth Rogen. Really? Yes. Okay. I mean, he plays, like, a small bit part, but not not super small. But the point is, like... He's in it. You have a cast of a lot of people, a lot of known actors in this film, and it's fucking garbage. Anyway. <laughs> God. Dumb so, words, not mine. Please don't come after me. The director and writer of this us. film is Richard Kelly. This was his first film. He wrote this movie in 1997. Um, he should enough. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't so. part. That was my <laughs> So, Stephanie, I have a question for you. What's your question? Where's the weirdest place you've ever woken up? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't think I've ever had, like, really... Hmm. That's a good question. That is a good question. That's why I asked it. No, yeah, I don't think no I've ever... No way you woke up. No way you toke up. <laughs> no way you, you fucked up. <laughs> One time, this didn't happen to me. It happened to my sister. My mom found my sister sleeping on the couch in our living room when we when we lived in our apartment in Brooklyn and decided to pick her up and bring her to her bedroom. But again, my sister was 16 years old and my mom was 50-something. So why she thought she could pick up a, basically a grown human being <laughs> and carry her successfully to her bedroom in the back of the apartment is beyond me. She dropped her. <laughs> In the middle oh of the God. of the archway between the living room and the dining room, my sister woke up like, "What the fuck?" My mom was in hysterics, thinking she like murdered her, <laughs> like because she fucking full on clunk dropped her. That uh, that didn't happen to me though. It happened to my sister, but it happened to you when you were a baby, apparently. No, no, that never happened to me. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There was always that uh, that family. I was probably dropped I heard on the a head. clunk. It's <laughs> <laughs> probably dropped on the head. Um, yeah. No, I mean, no, I can't think of anything weird. Or- any situation That's where I was, okay. like, blackout and this I movie, don't remember where I was. This movie begins with Jake Gyllenhaal's character, Donnie Darko, waking up in the middle of a highway. <laughs> in the middle of a fucking road. But, like, in between the lanes or so on a lane? So, it's one lane that wraps around, like, terrain. Like a mountain. And then there's oh. a, like, like... Okay. If you think of California, which is where this movie was shot, and I'm sure it takes... You know, it takes place in a town called Middlesex, which is a real town in New Jersey. So I always thought this movie took place in New Jersey, but it was shot in California. And when Just I saw... Just like New York City is apparently in, in Quebec. Toronto. Yeah. <laughs> or Toronto, Canada. So I thought 
that this was in the middle of California because he wakes up in the middle of a, a one-way or two-way road with a goddamn, like, cliff on the side. Okay. Reminding me of California, but, gotcha. like I said, it could be New Jersey. <laughs> so I don't know any crazy cliffs in Jersey, but sure. <laughs> there's some... He wakes up, he's groggy, whatever, he starts walking. There's some fucking Wiccan font on the screen with words on it. I don't remember what it says. <laughs> Okay. I don't remember what it means. Sorry. Not sorry. Um, but the one thing I will say about this movie is that it has fucking great music. It has a great soundtrack. The movie opens with Echo the Bunny Man, um, The Killing Moon, which is a fucking choice song. Um, Do I know it? Uh, it, it? Probably not. It's 80s goth music. Like, okay. I don't think that you would know it. Okay. Fair. It's right up my alley. But, um. Of course. Donnie comes home to this beautiful fucking house where he has his parents. He doesn't get hit by a car. No. Okay. He has his parents. I think he, he has a bike with him. Because the point is is that he sleepwalks, and he's been sleepwalking. Okay. And this is why All right. he wakes that makes up in the middle of the road. Sense. Yeah, it does, but it doesn't explain to you. He sleeps off of the bicycle? He sleep bikes. So, <laughs> he sleep cycles. God damn. He got so, good balance. He comes home, and he has two parents. He has a little sister. Samantha and an older sister Elizabeth and his parents who I can't stress this enough in this entire movie they are the dumbest people in the world like they don't know where they are what's happening nothing Their of kids. the sort no the parents the parents don't know where they are they do not know where they are is he supposed to be a teenager he is a teenager he's okay. like 15 16 years old okay so in sister, high school his older sister is about to get accepted to colleges and then his little sister is like eight or ten Okay. They're both in high school, yeah. Okay. So, he walks up on the lawn, and his dad is, like, blowing leaves away from their yard. Doesn't even fucking, it doesn't even compute to his dad that his son, who who I'm sure they assumed was asleep in his room, because it's the morning, just walked up on the house. Uh, who else thinks that uh, leaf blowers are useless? That sh- those, those leaves are just going to get blown his, right back onto your property. His older sister is on the lawn as well, and the dad blows the leaf blower in her face. <laughs> and her mouth goes like... <laughs> and I would have killed him. But, um... Okay. Donnie walks in the house and on the fridge in, like, those crazy-ass letters that you could spell things out. It says, mm-hmm. where is... Oh, no, it's on a fucking whiteboard written in, like, you know, marker. Where is Donnie? So that means they know that he's missing, like, and right nobody... Here, fucking cares typical california parents or new jersey it's both the same um also just to let you know this movie takes place in the 80s it's never in my face at least to me when did this movie come out 2000 i told you stephanie i told you the whole fucking backstory it came out in 2001 a month and a half after the 9-11 attacks okay it's never apparent to me that it was the 80s until it was like spelled out literally on the screen it says like october and a date in 1986 which we'll get to oh my god yeah oh my god wait hold on what what movie did we just record oh we just recorded highlander which came out in 1986 so in this fucking universe donnie darko went to go see highlander (laughs) and was like this makes no sense and then i'm gonna fall asleep in the middle of a highway he screams there can only be one and then falls asleep Again, I I just need to stress this. I was born in 1993. So, Tra. 
There's the next scene in this movie. The whole entire family is sitting at the table eating dinner. And his older sister Elizabeth announces that she's voting for Dukakis. I know who Dukakis is. I know. I don't. I know. Stephanie doesn't know a lot. I know that he ran against George W. Polish bitch. I know he ran against George W. Bush. I believe he was the Democratic primary um, candidate. Um, I watched this with my older sister, and she was like, you didn't know this was the 80s? And I'm like, Jamie, I didn't fucking remember when Dukakis ran. Like, Uh, Bitch, I wasn't born. (laughs) Anything before I was born does not exist to me. So at dinner, his older sister announces that she's going to vote for Dukakis rather than George Bush Sr., the candidate at that oh, time. Oh, Sr. Sr. Oh, God, Steph. <laughs> so the dad's basically like, you want to vote for somebody that's going to take away from the economy and then you won't have money for your children when they're grown. And what? <laughs> she's like, uh, um, do you know what America is? America does not stand to let regular uh, poor people surpass the middle class. They need to be beneath us at all times. The sister, Elizabeth, she's like, oh, I'm not going to worry about that generation of people, basically. It doesn't mean I'm not going to vote for him. Just because uh, I'm not looking forward to being a housewife and I'm going to squeeze one out and that's going to be, like, my main worry. Donnie starts arguing with his sister and he calls her a fuck ass. Oh, and she says to him, this is like one of the most famous lines. She says to him, you know what? You can suck a fuck. Suck a and fuck. he says, okay. tell me, how does one suck a fuck, Elizabeth? And the little sister's like, explain it me how one sucks a fuck. <laughs> the little sister. His real sister. No, his real sister's the older sister. Oh, okay. His little sister in the movie is like, how do you suck a fuck? And it's like, dit, 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 dit. And they all laugh. And it's like, oh, <laughs> the American oh family. God. So I fucking hate this movie. Um, it's like, oh, your uncle sexually assaulted you? <laughs> so funny that happens in every generation. The mom also is the quintessential wine mom. The bitch has a wine glass in her hand unless she's at a school meeting in right. every scene. I'm scared that's going to be me. <laughs> Well, it's not mad about Oh, wait, vodka. Okay, I'm the vodka mom. So, Donnie's a moody teen, you know, Mm -hmm. I would say. Like everyone we knew in high school. Uh, I'm I'm not going to get controversial on this episode. So, how is that? I mean, we went to school with a lot of emo kids, but like Donnie, Uh there's no emo kids in the 80s. I mean, what? In this, grungy in Jersey Middlesex, okay? He's just weird, I'd say. He He's more has a me. mental illness. What mental illness? Well, we'll get to it later, okay. but his therapist says that he's schizophrenic. And oh. the synopsis of this film says he's schizophrenic. So you know what doesn't say that he's schizophrenic in the beginning of the movie? The movie. Yeah. <laughs> he's 15 years old, and he's been going to therapy because he's had this problem for a while, I assume, because he's on medication right now. Okay. And he's still constantly in therapy, seeing a therapist, and... At some point, I don't remember. I think so. I mean, he's on heavy medication. I think too. I'm, you know, I'm writing this movie in places it should have written itself. But <laughs> I'm trying to make it better than what it is. Donnie's moody. His mom comes to his room to talk to him. Mm-hmm. Don't know why. They never explain it. What does he she sa- say? Well, he says, "I'm reading. Get out of my room," because she just comes into his room. Wow. I'd have been like, bitch, I 
literally push you out of my fucking vagina. I can take you out. Yeah. I will fucking murder you. The mom says to him, did you TP the neighbor's house? <laughs> okay. I didn't know that happened. They so, never show it. He was like, no, I haven't TP'd a house since I was 12 years old. Like, he's arguing with her. Like, that's <laughs> fucking stupid for you to be assuming I did uh, that. TPing in Jersey only happens when you're right prepubescent. <laughs> so... They are. They scrap a little bit. Whatever. Um. She leaves the room, and you just hear him yell, "Bitch!" <laughs> I would walk back into the room and bitch slap him. Backhand. She just, you know, ow. <laughs> <laughs> she goes into her room. She tells her husband. He called my me a son. Bitch. Just called me a bitch. The husband says, "You're bitching, but <laughs> you're not a bitch." What? <laughs> I'd been like, um, the fuck? <laughs> That's not supportive. Go tell your son. Don't fucking say that to your mother. <laughs> I told you the parents in this room, you're stupid. So, God. But on purpose. No. No? There's no explanation. When you get to the end of this movie and I describe to you the last scene of the film, you will understand why I have problems with this fucking film, especially with the parents of this movie. Because it's one thing to be like, Here's some parents who don't understand what their son is going through or what potentially is wrong with him. And then there's these parents who are, like, dead behind the eyes. Like, the light's on upstairs, but no one's home. Like, I don't understand it. Well, I digress. Worse than our parents? I mean, (laughs) (laughs) mean, this podcast isn't about family trauma and therapy. Well, you know, we got to include a little bit of ourselves in this. Donnie goes into his his bathroom or the bathroom and looks like 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 this house is ridiculous. They have like a fucking spiral staircase and like a chandelier in the middle of the house. Chandelier. Like it's, chandelier. It's a uh, it's it's it it has to take place in Jersey. There's no fucking way. Like I'm not saying it couldn't take place in California, but it just feels like Jersey. Jersey. Joy Joy Jersey. to me. So Donnie takes his pills. He goes to the bathroom, he looks in the mirror, he's taking his pills, and then it fades to black. Okay, he's like, I'm making sure I'm actually swallowing these. And then... I don't know I took my pills unless I see myself in the mirror. We The next scene, you see a screen that says, October 2nd, I wrote 1988. I don't know which is true, but <laughs> it's the 80s. So it, some time has passed. No, this, it's telling you now what the date is. Oh, just we are now. In, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Donnie is sleepwalking in his neighborhood. It's nighttime. And we hear somebody kind of whisper in a distorted voice, come closer. You don't see them yet. Okay. He walks outside his house. He sees a man in a bunny costume. It is a man suit with a bunny it's like teeth right that's the only thing yeah, that i know it's, from it's fucking terrifying like i remember as a creepy. kid i was like this is terrifying because like the face is like really fucking like yeah it has it's like up a teeth. skeleton bunny type yes, of thing yes yeah. but then it's bunny costume mm-hmm. like normal bunny costume i'm just i'm just imagining <laughs> um what the fuck is that movie that they always played on tbs right before christmas with the little kid who gets a gun the and then, like sh- shoots oh. what <laughs> Shoots his eye out almost. Oh. A Christmas story? A Christmas story. And they put him in the bunny costume because yeah. his aunt made uh, it. I'm, I'm that movie of... is great. That <laughs> movie's not confusing. I'm thinking of that bunny suit with just like a really fucked up face. So, the bunny man says to Donnie. Is that what he's called? Yeah. 
It says 28 days, 54 hours. I'm making the goddamn numbers up because I didn't write it down. 42 minutes, 31 seconds. He gives him a whole time. Uh, the grudge? And no. That, that bitch just said seven days. At least she was concise. Seven this days. man gives him the whole intricate amount of time and says, 52 days. This is when the world will end. Uh, okay. <laughs> he gave a teenager was the power to know when the world will end. Um, okay. Is this like Mayan calendar related? No. Because wasn't like the end of the Mayan calendar in the early 2000s? Are you talking about the, um, the ration? The ration? The, what the fuck? Rapture? The, the rapture. <laughs> you talking about the Y'all, we'd be rationing up in here. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, there was a whole thing. I feel like, I don't remember specifically, but I feel like a, a movie, maybe like the new, newer. Oh, like Omen. The Knowing with Nick Cage, where it's like Something he, his son out. opens up a time capsule and it says when the world's going to end? No, like literally in real life. <laughs> The Mayan calendar was only up to a certain year. Yeah, and that was like the rapture, and like people were. Well, like, it wasn't the, the rapture because it's separate from Christianity. Like, some evangelical person is going to be like, "Oh, the world is going to end on whatever the what fuck." What evangelical two years. person is listening to this podcast? <laughs> I would be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> well. Unless this has nothing to do. Family finds out. <laughs> this has nothing to do with religion. The bunny tells him. The, the bunny man. The bunny man says, <laughs> "Hippity hoppity, the world's gonna end on this date." <laughs> so, um, <laughs> <laughs> the next scene, we don't see where Donnie is, but his sister gets home. His like, older sister. Yes, Elizabeth. She gets home, and she props herself against the door and like goes like. <sighs> And I'm like, what the fuck happened that she's, like, relieved almost to be home? Because that's what it looks like when she gets home. Like, she shuts the door behind her. She has keys in her hand. And she's just like, <sighs> like a sigh. Like, oh, I'm finally home. And I'm like, that's a fucking weird way to you, enter a room. I thought you were going to be like, she walks in and she's just like, Ugh, like she just fucked someone. <laughs> she's relieved. She, she she squats down like a, a cryptid and, like, just unloads the load she's been carrying home. Um, she takes it she puts it in a petri dish she grows her fetus later um oh yeah because i don't know if they mentioned it at the dinner table when he told her to suck a fuck but she was like waiting for harvard to get back there to see if she gets into harvard yeah okay so come on she was a dukakis bitch she might get in so whatever that is she gets home, she shuts the door, the The house begins to shake. Earthquake? To the point where, well, that's, I guess that's what you assume at first, to the point where, like, sawdust is falling out of the goddamn ceiling and the chandelier, chandelier, chandelier. is shaking. All the dust off the chandelier starts falling down on my fucking head. The, the pictures on the walls fall off on the floor. They have a bunch of VHSs, which should tell you it's the 80s. And they just fall out of the bookshelf. Oh my god, I gotta clean this fucking mess up now. <laughs> the alarms are going off in the house. I don't know what alarms. The smoke alarms because of the sawdust. At this moment that this is happening, like, you don't know what it is. You would, I guess, assume an earthquake. Donnie 
wakes up on a golf course. <laughs> what? It's the morning, and he has on his arm the date, the the hours, the minutes, and the seconds written on his arm to when the world is going Okay, in. I thought he was going to go cross-stream, not downstream. No. <laughs> he didn't kill I wish. The movie would end quicker. He wakes up on a golf course, and... Some old guy is there, like, poking him to wake him up. Like, Donnie, what are you doing here? And um, he knows him? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's his friend's dad, actually, that we find out later. And his friend's dad is golfing with Patrick Swayze. Patrick Swayze in this movie. <laughs> I'm sorry. This just randomly reminds me of a video <laughs> that I recently saw where there's people, there's a shit ton of people on a golf course. There's, I don't know... Uh, a cluster of turkeys. Wait, excuse me? I don't know what a group of turkeys is called. It's called a clockin. <laughs> a clockin. A clockin of turkeys. <laughs> and there's two deers and also a coyote having like a battle <laughs> on a golf course. Okay, so Patrick Swayze and this guy is waking Donnie up because he's asleep on this golf course. Um, Patrick Swayze's name in this movie is Jim Cunningham, but we don't find that out until later. Donnie Good on you to remember. Well, yeah, because, Jesus, wait till you find out about this fucking guy. So, (laughs) Donnie walks home, and he comes upon his house, and there's caution tape, real caution tape, around his entire home, and there's cops, and there's firefighters, and you see the roof of his house, and it's, like, smoking, like, black smoke is coming Mm -hmm. out of it, and there's something in the fucking roof of the home. And there's a crane... That's picking up whatever is in the roof and taking it out and lifting it out and putting it on the so ground. So there's like a meteor? It's a jet engine. The jet engine off a plane. Is this the Truman Show? <laughs> like, what the fuck? No, this is that Malaysian airplane that fucking went missing. <laughs> We're still looking for it. <laughs> okay, well, I found it. No, I'm kidding. And, <laughs> and, I'll, and I'll tell you why that makes sense later. Um... It's the jet engine of a plane that came off of a an active airplane that fell into Donnie's room. And he was sleepwalking the night that it happened. So he survived only because he was sleepwalking. Exactly. Jesus. He walks onto the site and he's like, this is my house. Let me in. Because the cops are trying to hold him back. And his family literally says, oh, look, it's Donnie. <laughs> Nobody... <laughs> Since this fucking thing fell in their home, it's like, where is my son? Is he under the jet engine? No, they're like, he's definitely Did he dead. Get hurt? That. <laughs> they're just like, like as if they were like, oh, look, a hummingbird. They're like, oh, look, it's Donnie. Like, oh, look, it's a squirrel in our yard. So they're unfazed. Oh, look, the possum is fucking the raccoon. <laughs> they're unfazed that their son was either dead or missing this whole time is what I get from this. Great parenting. They're taking the jet engine this out is, of the house. This is worse. Okay, I'm only going to mention this because it's relevant. Um, if anyone knows and is, uh, well, likes playing video games, uh, The Sims 4 has recently been uh, free on Steam. And Steam sponsors. <laughs> this is literally worse than me just straight up giving my child up for adoption <laughs> in The Sims. Than being like, oh, hey. Oh, our son didn't die in that engine falling into our fucking house. Okay, so back to the fucking com- confusing, convoluted 
bullshit. So how long is this movie? It's like almost two hours. Okay. Oh, my sister was like, "Watch the watch the audio commentary or the director's cut." The audio audio commentary has Kevin Smith in it, which I'm gonna assume he produced it. But like, why the fuck would you have audio commentary with a man who was not featured in the film, wrote the film? Yeah, other than producing it, because producer, you still have to shit on anything. Most anyway, I'm I'm going <laughs> going off. My white rage is coming out. <laughs> so. They go to a hotel. They at the hotel motel Holiday Inn because they can't be in their home. Gotcha. It's destroyed. Plus, like, FBI were there for some fucking reason. Well, I just want to say, uh, if this happened in Poland, they would just put a blue tarp over it <laughs> and go back it in good. like nothing happened. You live here now with carpet, tarp. Listen, <laughs> even though whole house explode <laughs> you can still live you have nice natural breeze in home you don't need air fresh air is good for you don't <laughs> you know you take your baby when it is born and you just leave it outside for the first six months of its life so they don't it know will grow balls <laughs> so they don't know when the house Even is girl they don't know when the house is going to be fixed they also don't know where this plane engine they came have from house insurance I don't home know. homeowner. Insurance. I don't even know what his parents do for a living. That doesn't matter. They don't know where this plane engine but came. But they have a nice house. Yeah, they have a really fucking. It's 1986, Stephanie. You could buy a house with ten jelly beans and <laughs> cocaine. Okay. They don't know where this plane engine came from. What? Yeah. There's a goddamn plane flying is around. Is it okay? Is it like a commercial airplane engine? It's a, it's a regular plane that flies people. Okay, so to commercial. and where? Okay. They need to go. Gotcha. So okay. big ass, a big ass. I'm gonna take you for a ride in my big jet plane. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> okay. they don't know where the plane came from. The next day, he goes to the the bus stop with his little sister, and his friends are there. His little sister's friends are there, and this plus sized Asian girl is there. And I only mention this because warning, we're about to get racist. So. His what friends, does racism have to be? I'm going to tell you. Hold on a second. Well, it doesn't, but I'm just describing the character because they make fun of her weight and they also make fun of the fact that she's Asian. Oh, oh no. Hate crimes. So, I don't know if they actually directly make fun of her weight, but, like, I can't go into it. So, his friends are like, oh, you're a fucking celebrity now. Your family was on the nudes. Here, take a celebratory. Because you almost died. <laughs> He's, they're like, take a celebratory cigarette. And he's telling his little sister, he's like, you know what happens if you tell mom and dad about this? And she's like, I, I beat di- you. I die. <laughs> and he's like, yep, that's right, bitch. So oh my God. they start making fun of the o- overweight Asian girl whose name is Sharita. They say to her, like, go back to China, bitch. <laughs> for no fucking reason. Jesus. It's not for no reason at all. Alex Greenwald, who was the lead singer of Fanta Planet, he was a model and actor before Fanta Planet got some success. He's in this movie, and he goes up to Seth Rogen when they're at school, and it's like playing in, I think, slow-mo, and they start doing bumps of coke outside their locker. And it's a Catholic school. Okay. Well, from my recollection of high school, only the seniors did cocaine. (laughs) The love interest in this film is played by Jenna Malone, who was she in? She's been an actress since she was a little kid. I know her most recently from the Neon Demon. Um, I haven't seen it. Yeah, I, you'd have to look her up if you want to know who she is because I don't know what movies you've seen, but she's been in a lot of shit. There's a teacher in this film. This woman is a character actor. I don't know her real name. 
She plays the gym teacher in this movie, and she's in love with Patrick Swayze. Patrick Swayze is this motivational speaker who incorporates God into everything that he teaches about overcoming fear and overcoming, you know, anything that might get in our way and remembering Christ and believing in, like, you know, Christ. Because, like I said, it's, it's a Catholic school. So this gym teacher is reading Jim Cunningham's motivational book, and she asks him to oh. come... And speak to the students of the school. Okay. Oh, fucking Noah Wiley's in this movie. Drew Barrymore's in this movie. The Both of them play teachers. Yeah, because a little trivia fact is that the film was an independent film. This kid wrote okay. it right out of film school. And Drew Barrymore got wind of the script and, like, used her production company to make the film. Okay. So, Drew she Barrymore... She was big at that point? Drew Barrymore's been big since she was a little kid. She was in E.T., she was a little uh, a, a kid actress. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And her family is Hollywood royalty. John Barrymore, I think, is her grandfather or father. What's that called? Nepotism. Nepotism. That's yeah, called the nepotism baby. So, <laughs> nepotism baby. Noah Wiley plays a science teacher. She plays an English teacher. They're both in a relationship in the film. Like I was saying in the beginning, there's a huge cast of people in this film. We're in Drew Barrymore's classroom. I don't know her name. She's teaching a story, which becomes relevant later in the movie. And she is just, she is the mean, I've had mean English teachers mm. in our day. Mm. Stephanie can attest because we went to high school together. Mm. The female English teachers only give a fuck about the male students. The male English teachers only give a fuck about if you were waxing the dick or not. <laughs> Because they had wives, but they were probably ugly. And oh <laughs> only gave a shit if you gave them attention. Fucking, I'm not going to name him, but fuck him. So, Drew Barrymore is teaching a story. Don't come after us, please. Drew Barrymore is teaching this story to her students, asking the questions. And one of the girls, who's like, I guess, a goody two-shoe, she's roasting her over the fact that she gave an answer to her question and the student's answer was, like, not at all what what Drew Barrymore is asking Wait, the, for. the teacher is roasting the student? Yeah. She's basically like, Joni, you dumb bitch. The student's oh named Joni. God. She's like, did you even read the story? Oh um, <laughs> it's so fucked up. So oh I was like, how like, could this be accepted? I don't, I don't remember who I had in my class, and I wouldn't mention even if I did. But I remember there was a girl in one of my English classes... Uh, we had a project due, and we were going around the class, and everyone had to present their project, and she was like, I'm gonna be honest, I didn't fucking do it. <laughs> well, so And the teacher was just like, how dare you come to my class? This English class is like sadomasochism English class, basically. Like, this teacher is so mean to everybody, and this is when the new girl comes in. This is Jenna Malone's character. Her name is Gretchen. She's new. She's a transfer student. Drew Barrymore is like, Joni, this is the girl she roasted. Like, you stupid bitch. Get the fuck up. Like, <laughs> because, because, no, Get Gretchen, Gretchen, the new girl, is like, where should I sit? Because she comes in and interrupts the class. And Drew Barrymore is like, sit next to the boy you think is the cutest. What? This is, uh, there would be phone calls to home. There would be a lot of shit going down if my child's teacher said this to her. Remember the time you cut class because I told you to cut class because I had 
um, a, 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 I had a substitute, but you also had a substitute, and you cut class for your substitute, and she called the dean, and you got detention with uh, bleep, and <laughs> you blamed me for it, and I was like, bitch, it is not my fault. They didn't call me out of the classroom uh, that we had a substitute teacher in because my teacher was on maternity leave. They only called her out of the classroom, and and they called her parents and accused her of cutting class and smoking weed while Whoa. while we were in the gym playing volleyball with the PE teachers. Do you remember the time that I got called in for, I was in trouble for something, and our dean who was the gym teacher, I was telling him about how you had bunnies, and I was like, do you want me to get her out of class so she could show you photos of her bunnies? And he was like, yes. And I was like, <laughs> okay, and I did. Oh god. I was like, oh. Mr. Bleep wants to see joke. Stephanie. Yeah. Audio. <laughs> um, oh god. So <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so anyway. Back to where we were. Drew Barrymore says, Joni, get the fuck up. So the new girl can come sit down next to the boy she thinks is the cutest, which happens to be the school shooter, aka Donnie Darko. <laughs> because that's the vibes he gives off. So lovely. Alright. So, Joni says, uh, Drew Barrymore says, get the fuck up. Joni moves her seat. Gretchen, the new girl, sits in now next to Donnie. That's so awkward. The, I know. And it's sexual harassment to a First point. First impression being like, yo, sit next to the hottest kid in this class. So, we find out that the house will not be fixed properly for another week. After That's this pretty quick. Fucking, <laughs> yeah, I mean... Guess what? It's longer than I mean. They got some good ass contractors, goddamn. His parents are dumbfounded and stupid, and they don't know anything about anything, like the fact that he's psychotropic or he's on psychotropic medication. What? So Donnie's in the car with his dad, and they're talking, and the dad's like, "He's fucking stupid." He's like, "Oh, oh, that he he." I don't remember what happens, but. The dad's kind of like in La La Land, and the kid is, Donnie's like, yeah, dad, don't you remember this, blah, 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 blah. They almost hit a woman <laughs> who's just traveling in the middle of this fucking dirt road. Just walking? And she's fucking batty looking. Her hair is matted as fuck. She's old. She's got a hunch. She's just like creeping across the oh, street. This like, is going to all of a sudden turn into, what's that fucking Stephen King movie? Which one? Where they hit some old woman who's part of the circus. Yes. Thinner. Dinner. Dinner. Yeah. There you go. So Donnie gets out of the car after he tells his dad, like, watch out. They swerve out of the way. They don't hit the woman. He gets out of the car. This woman whispers something in his ear. In the dad or Donnie Darko's? Donnie's. Okay. Because he gets out and says, like, are you okay to this woman? We don't know what she says yet. The world is ending. Basically. Donnie is now in therapy because that's what they were doing. They were on their way to taking Donnie to his therapy session. And he tells his therapist, I made a new friend. She says, <laughs> real or imaginary? <laughs> Which I was like, roast of the season. Goddamn. No, an old woman that my father almost killed. <laughs> yeah. He says, imaginary, his name is Frank. And Donnie oh. is talking about the bunny man. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> so he tells his therapist that Frank wants him to follow him into the future and that the world is coming to an end. And the therapist is like, what do you think of that? And Donnie's like, I think that's stupid. Wait, so follow him into the future. What future is there if the world ends? I don't, well, I mean, there's an amount of days before the world ends. So Frank the Bunny Man is telling him like, hey, this is when the world is going to end. Frank the Bunny Man. 
Frank the Bunny Man. That's a band name. Frank the Bun. So, Jim Cunningham, Patrick Swayze's character, he's a motivational speaker. He has these videos that go along with his motivational speech. He has a book out. Andrew Tate? No, not Andrew Tate. At least this man, well, I was about to say something controversial. I don't want to say that. Um, this man, people like him. So, his whole message is like, don't be controlled by fear. And his whole point is to tell people how to overcome those things. And this is where, you know, the, the, the gym teacher wants him to come to the school and, like, talk to these kids about not over, about overcoming fear. Okay. Frank tells Donnie to wake up, and he does at some point, and he has an axe in his hand. What? You see Donnie walking into a room with an axe in his hand mm-hmm. as he's being told to, like, wake up. And he takes an axe and he swings it on a metal pipe. And then immediately it cuts to the next time, which is Oxo- October 6th. So it's time jumping. And not as much as Highlander. No. <laughs> the next day he goes to the bus stop. And that's where we learn that school is canceled because the school is flooded. Okay, so we're meant to think or believe that what he was dreaming is true. It happened Actually in real happened. life. So he cut but, a water pipe. Yes, he cut a water pipe. And he only saw this through his daydreaming, but we see it as it's happening. Okay. And we don't find that out until the next day when they announce that school's canceled because the school flooded. Free pool, y'all. Um. <laughs> well, you know, uh, we had a brand new building bid- built for our school, and uh, this, the roof was leaking all the time. <laughs> we had a was trash. It? I don't remember that. Well, because uh, the art room was at the very top floor. And we had a trash, we had a, um, what the fuck is the word? Um, a trash can? We had, we had a regular, like, the trash can had a regular shift in the corner. It was always there. A, a place in the corner? No, like, it, no matter, it, it could have just been, like, dewy <laughs> that morning. It didn't have to actually be raining. It could have just been very, like, uh, humid that morning, and the ceiling would leak. Mm. Good to know. Um, the vocal studio never had those problems. Oh, we took we, it on. We made more money. So um, We saved everyone else. The dean and all the like teachers of the school are out on the middle of like the, the, the entrance of the high school. And there's a bronze statue of a bulldog or some kind of fucking dog. Okay. And the axe that cut open the pipe is in the middle of the head of the statue. <laughs> okay. I mean, like, bronze is relatively soft compared to other metals that doesn't but matter. you would still well, no, no, no. Fucking... you would still need a shit ton of strength to be able to fucking chuck an axe through its head so while the kids are at the school bus stop not the, the bus stop and donnie's there with his sister his sister's hanging out with her friends and one of them goes my mom told me they found feces everywhere and another girl goes what's feces and they go baby mice what? 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 <laughs> I'm sorry, I need to read. Uh, that reminds me of the time when I was, I believe, in, in second grade, where there was a boy who said something about a bra, and I was like, what's a bra? <laughs> so, Donnie is walking down a street, and the bullies from earlier, Seth Rogen and 
uh, Alex Greenwald. They're they're annoying and harassing Jenna Malone's character, Gretchen, the new girl. It's hard for me to imagine Seth Rogen as a bully. Oh, he's he was thinner and he had a crew cut. That's all I can tell you. Okay, not bull cut. No, they're saying to her, "Has anyone ever told you you're sexy?" And then they're like, "I like your boobs." <laughs> to this fifteen-year-old, I'm gonna tit rape you. <laughs> so Donnie goes to her and like takes her away from them. He's like, "Hey, do you want me to walk you home?" She says, "Yes." So they're walking together, and he starts to ask her like, "Hey, why did you move here?" And she says that her parents got a divorce, and her stepdad has emotional problems. Donnie says, no way, me too. <laughs> Wait, like, as in his parents, or he has emotional problems? He has problems? emotional problems, <laughs> like her stepdad. I wait can, a second. I can be friends with your stepdad. <laughs> well, wait a minute. No, oh, no. No, he can't. He says, what kind? And she says, um, I don't know, he stabbed my mom four times in the chest. <laughs> uh, that's a little and then more he than fled. a... And the cops can't find him, so we're um, in the witness protection uh, community. Um, I think that's against witness protection. The rules, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, that's just regular teenage conversation. Um, they're talking more I bullshit. Mean, like that, that's some shit that you would hear from someone that we went to school with, and we're like, we would be like, uh, you're fucking crazy. Yeah, but we had like... We had, like, sex scandals going on at our school. So, Donnie starts telling his new friend, like, maybe I want to be a painter. Maybe I want to be a writer. I don't really know. Gretchen tells Donnie that he's weird. And he says, sorry. And then he asks her, do you want to, do you want to go with me? She's like, what? And he's like, that's how we ask people, do you want, do you want to be my girlfriend? (laughs) And she's like, sure. (laughs) Sure. Enjoy Z. We don't say, hey, you want to be my girlfriend? We say, hey, you want to go with me? Suck my dick? So, well, funny you should say. Oh. He's in therapy the next scene. And his therapist says to him, have you ever been hypnotized? And he's like, no. So they decide, let's do that. Let's hypnotize you. <laughs> and this is when he starts talking about the fact that he has a new girlfriend named Gretchen. And how they're dating. And Don uh-huh. talks about... How all he thinks about is girls a lot, and he thinks about fucking all the time, mostly during school. Is he still a virgin? Yes, and being married with children, and how he thinks about fucking Christina Applegate. I don't know if you know who that is. I doubt you do. No, but she's an actress. Okay. And in, I guess in the eighties, it's prevalent, but I really don't remember when Married with Children started. But whatever. So is she the wife or the daughter? She's the daughter. Okay. So, the therapist is like, I asked you about your family. And Donnie <laughs> says, I don't think about fucking my family. That's gross. <laughs> what? He starts to unbutton his pants and masturbate in the in middle the- of being hypnotized what? in his therapist's office. Oh, my God. So, she she cuts a stop to that. She's like, no, no, no. Oh, she slaps his hands? <laughs> no. She just turned the lights on and she's like, sit the fuck up. <laughs> like, get up. <laughs> Because he literally is, like, touching himself in the middle of this session. Do we see this? Or is it just, like... see him, like, touching himself. Okay, like, moving his But not, like... Okay. Like like the... Mm, We don't see that. No. (laughs) That's the most disgusting sound in the world. So now the school is investigating who flooded the school. And they make everyone get go up to a board and start doing a writing analysis. Oh, we had that, too. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I remember when the 
girl who cut her wrist and wrote like six 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 in the fucking they, gym they room in the bathroom. They came around and made everyone show their wrists. Am I Johnny Darko? No, I'm kidding. Um, the female version. I didn't mention this earlier, but when they found the axe in the statue, in front of the lawn, burned into the lawn, it says they made me do it, and that's how they're match trying to match the handwriting by making everybody write they made me do it on a chalkboard. Um, that's a stretch. <laughs> So then Donnie's in the bathroom. Did, hold, uh, okay, wait, hold on. Because I have questions now. Go for it. Do we see anyone burn No. this? I, I Like, my question is, it would take a very long time, unless you have, like, a flamethrower, <laughs> to burn into, into the lawn. Yeah. They made me do it. And then how could you tell, like, Stephanie, if you have a big flamethrower. By the end of this movie. How could when you I give When I explain okay. the time travel aspect, you're not going to oh, ask God. these questions. Oh, no. Because when they can't a... even give answers to the time travel aspect, I doubt they give a fuck about how they, he burned oh, into the lawn. They made me do it. <sighs> okay, fair. Okay? Capiche? Mm. Capiche? Sure. No. Capiche? Capooch. Capiche. Capooch. Okay. So, <laughs> Donnie is in the bathroom washing his hands clean. Um, the bullies say to him, they think that I did the burning. this shit. Yeah, the flooding of the school or whatever. You did. No, they did and Donnie did. But no, they're, yeah, they're, Donnie. They're, they're yeah. fighting with Donnie about it. And they're like, did you say anything to them? about me doing it the bully said this to donnie and he's like i didn't fucking say anything then they pull a knife to his throat <laughs> oh okay donnie's now with his friends sitting in like have you ever seen on a tv show some kids sitting in like a rural area in their town and there's like random furniture there so they can like hang out there Ed, Ed, and Eddie. it's like a fucking chair yeah or like a couch that doesn't match yeah he's in this kind of area and they're shooting a BB gun, Donnie is, at bottles, like, around there. And they're talking about... And like a junkyard type yeah. of thing, yeah? They're talking okay. about Smurf porn. <laughs> and Donnie starts to, like, school his friends on the fucking knowledge of the biology of the Smurfs. <laughs> oh, yeah. They have three testicles instead of two. He talks about how Smurfette was created by Gargamel, but it doesn't matter because Smurfs, all Smurfs are asexual, so they don't have biological genitalia. What? Um, and this is when we just drop a fucking random line of knowledge and Donnie says, what's the point of living if you don't have a dick? <coughs> and uh, they're wait, like... Wait, I'm sorry, hold on. That, that, that's wrong on so many levels. What's the point of living if you don't have a dick? So, like, if you're a female, what's the point of living? Well, I mean, if you're a female, what's the point of living if you don't have a pussy? But, advice for... We, we are all about equality on this podcast, but... Th there's it's around the sense. <laughs> there's always... There's, there's a line of, you know... Uh, what am I talking about? This movie <laughs> sucks. So... What is happening? They're like, damn, Donnie. Why do you have to get all smart on us? Oh my god. Okay, so eh. from talking about Smurfs being asexual, mm -hmm. 
we go into what's the point of living if you don't, don't have, have a dick, a dick. Yep. okay because why are you so smart they were talking about smurf porn he's like now let me hit you with some smurf biology that smurf zygote that smurf die die twin shit i don't know but like he's he's talking about it like it's a real science that's not the point the point is this movie sucks um smurf so smurfification science the gym teacher who's in love with the motivational speaker, her name is Miss Farmer. The name of the old woman who they found in the middle of the road who they almost hit, her name is Miss Sparrow. Okay. She's the kooky old broad in the middle of the road. And she constantly, her whole routine in the day is to go check her mail. And her mailbox is at the end of this dirt road, which is why so many people almost hit her. So, okay. The construction work is continuing in Donnie's house. There's a PTA meeting at the school, and his parents go, and they want to talk about the flood and, like, the students that may have participated in the destruction of the school. You got Uh, it? Yeah. Miss Farmer, who's the gym teacher Mm -hmm. I was alluding to before, She's upset because the book that's being taught by Drew Barrymore's character, she says it's demoralizing, it's not a good story, and there is the same kind of storyline where students set a house on fire just to, to, to create destruction, and this is probably the inspiration to somebody destroying the pipes in the school and flooding it. I was going to say that would be a stretch if they were like, oh yeah, teenagers definitely threw... <laughs> an airplane engine into another student's house at the same time that this is happening we see donnie in his bathroom in his house and he's taking his medicine and this is when frank starts to show up again the bunny so we're made to believe that frank pops up when he's taking his medication no frank pops up whenever the fuck he wants because why is there any rules to this i would think that he wouldn't pop up when he is taking his medication don's just talking to him and he's looking in the mirror and on the other side of the mirror he sees frank instead of seeing himself Mm -hmm. and frank is relieving his anxiety and telling him like they don't know you did it don't worry He's Frank, the ultimate therapist. Uh, The man bunny just jacking off, relieving his stress. The book that they're arguing about in the PTA meeting is called The Destructor by Graham Greene. I don't know if that's a real author. I don't know if that's a real book. But Drew Barrymore is defending it because she was the one who's teaching it to the students. Mm -hmm. The gym teacher, the psycho bitch, is like, it's not good for the children. And... And where in New Jersey does this woman live if this takes place in New Jersey? But whatever. So she's saying that the reason the school flooded is because this book is being taught to our children. <laughs> and Drew Barrymore is upset. Oh, God. And the gym teacher tells her, you need to go back to grad school if you think that there's no connection between the flooding and the stories you're teaching our children. I don't think you have to go to grad school to be a gym teacher. To be an English teacher, do she sound the English teacher? Oh, she's okay. Please, if I was that English teacher, I'd be like, bitch, those who can't do teach, and those who can't teach, teach gym. Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) So, anyway, Frank and Donnie, Donnie and Frank, Thonny, Dank, whatever. They're having a convo, Mm -hmm. and Frank tells Donnie, Do you believe in time travel? (laughs) Oh, God. Because that's where I came from. From this conversation? No, no, no. That's where that's where Frank came from. From time travel. Okay. Wait a minute. What? <laughs> yeah. 
Is Donnie Frank in the future? No. Okay. Good guess, but no. Okay. The next scene, Donnie is in a class with the same gym teacher who was arguing about the story. Her name is Mrs. Farmer. And she's teaching them shit from this motivational speech bullshit about fear and love. Okay. And on a blackboard, she writes fear on one side and love on the other side. Pros and a cons. line, no, and a line that connects the two. And she's trying to explain that, like, fear and love are on a spectrum. They're doing an exercise, and she has students come up and read some stupid prompt where then they have to, they have to decide, like, where in the prompt do they, does this prompt fall? On fear or love? Out of those two options. Okay. Okay. So Donnie gets up. And he's doing the exercise. And by the way, the, the person in his prompt is named Ling Ling. That's racist. <laughs> and he doesn't want to participate because he says life isn't this simple. That there's only two options when it comes to the decisions we have to make. Right. There's more than fear and love because there's more emotions in the human spectrum. And she tells him, do the exercise or you fail the class. <laughs> and the next scene, they're both in the principal's office. Wait, the teacher and? Yeah. <laughs> teacher Donnie and his parents are there. <laughs> and, okay, so I have, uh, what the fuck, Day After Tomorrow, mm -hmm. Jake Gyllenhaal is yeah. also in it. Yeah. And he's, like, a, a genius or some shit like that, and the teacher fails him because he's doing, like, a calculus test and he doesn't write out the equation. That reminds me of that. <laughs> Like, is he the same that character? That reminds me of hot dogs. And I'm not going to say why. If you know, you know. Why? I'm not going to say why. If you know, you know. What? The principal is talking to his parents, and they're like, do you know why your son is here? And they're like, and no, they're we like, don't. No, we don't know anything about any children. And Mrs. Farmer is there. And she's like, the principal's like, do you know what your son said to his teacher? And they're like, no, we don't. And the teacher's like, I'll tell you what he said. He asked me to forcibly insert the lifeline card into my anus. Lifeline card? Yeah, because that's the prompts they got. They called them lifeline cards. And he told them to shove it up her ass. And that's why he's in the principal's <laughs> office. I feel like multiple people in her school Him that. and his father are laughing. <laughs> the mom is just like, the, stoic. The, him and his dad high-five each other. Basically. <laughs> So when the meeting's over, the mom goes the up, the meeting, the mom goes up to the gym teacher, Miss Farmer, and the gym teacher is like, my daughter and your daughter are in the same dance troupe, and I know that we have a history dance together. Moms. Yeah. But she's like, you don't want Donnie to succumb to the path of fear. Oh, and the mom just, and the, and the gym teacher walks off, and the mom's just like, what? Yeah, basically, <laughs> stunned. Like, can't even believe this conversation fucking happened, which is so stupid. Now we cut to October 10th. Okay, four days later. So, so this whole thing happens, like, within a week? Within the month of October. Okay. Because it was, like, 28 days till the world ended. So, so we actually get to the end of the world. Wait a second. <laughs> okay. Donnie goes to his science teacher, Miss Dr. Monatov. Miss Dr. Monatov. Mr. Monatov, played by Noah Wiley, who's dating Drew Barrymore in the film. And he asks about time travel. And while this is happening, Charita, the girl who's getting bullied by everybody, is listening to their conversation. That doesn't matter. That doesn't come up later. So okay. don't worry. Okay. Still had to mention it. 
he pulls out a book by Stephen Hawking about wormholes, the, this teacher, to show Donnie. And he gives Donnie the book. The doctor? Dr. Monotov, yeah. They're and a then, teacher? Yeah, that's at their, a high their science teacher, yeah. He's, he is a PhD. Don't fucking ask at questions. At a high school? Yep. So then he wow. also gives Donnie a book. He must have sexually assaulted someone Oh, in my God. <laughs> so he gives Donnie a book by an ex-nun that used to work there with the last name of Sparrow. And it's called The Philosophy of Time Travel. This is wait, the old uh, woman wait, in the I, road, yeah. which the kids call Grandma Death. I'm so confused. Okay, what are you confused about? Let's back up. Um, so, the crazy old granny in the neighborhood yes. is like a quantum physicist? Sure. <laughs> she wrote a book about time travel in her days. She also was an ex-nun at this Catholic school that Donnie now goes to. Him and his dad, they almost hit her with their car. Yeah. What are you confused about? Who, what, what, what rot <laughs> does a nun have hey. to have uh, the audacity hey, 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 hey. Just to write a time travel Just because she's a nun doesn't mean she doesn't believe in science. Uh. We're back in the therapist's office and Donnie tells his therapist... What the old woman finally said to him. We, now we learn what, he, what she said to him. She says, Every living creature on earth dies alone. And he says to his therapist, I think Frank wants me to go talk to her because there's a connection about time travel. And the therapist says, How do you feel about this? And he says, It makes me feel like I'm alone because I've never seen any proof so I don't debate it anymore about God and there being, like, an afterlife. He just doesn't want to be alone. Uh, okay. So, next scene, his mom is holding a fucking wine glass. Because this woman always mom. has a wine glass, yeah. With a friend in the friend's house. And they're talking, and the friend is like, you know, I can't tell you enough about how great Jim Cunningham is, the motivational speaker. He's helped me in my path in life, blah, blah, blah. They can't believe. They're like, the, the woman, the friend is like, I can't believe he's single. <laughs> Hold on to that thought. Hold on to that thought. Uh -oh. Hold on to that thought. Uh -oh. And think about what the worst scenario of that fucking statement is. The mom is fucking. No. The dad the is fucking. No. The daughter is fucking. No. No one's fucking him. Donnie he's, is fucking him. Nope. He's hypnotizing people? He's a pedophile. Anyway. <laughs> oh, God. So. Wow, wow, wow. In this next scene, Donnie is sitting in the living room with his dad and his friend and his friend's dad. The same friend's dad who we saw at the golf course when Donnie woke up and went home and realized that a jet he's engine like, landed like, oh, hey, Donnie, what you doing here? Yeah. He's sitting on the couch and he's like, he, it's almost as if he fucking just smoked a fat blunt because he's like laughing and watching like this environment where Donnie? his, yeah, where his Donnie's dad and Donnie's friend and Donnie's friend's dad is sitting and watching the game and talking. But these fucking like orbs are coming out of them and like snaking around the house and like moving around. And Donnie's like, <laughs> that's, that's so just watching them. His little sister is literally running around in circles. 
around like the dining room into the living room, back into the kitchen and the dining room and the living room. And there's an orb snake coming out of her and she's like running in parallel with it. What? <laughs> this movie is great. Um, so <laughs> at some point, one of the orbs like leaves Donnie and makes a hand and then a finger that's like, come hither, come hither, <laughs> yes. And he goes upstairs and follows this fucking orb hand into his parents' bedroom. Where they're fucking. He goes into, no, because the dad's downstairs watching a game. Where she's, <laughs> the mom is fucking herself. She, he goes into their closet and he pulls out a gun. Oh. <laughs> he finds it in a shoebox in their closet. Oh, this is why you need safes. <laughs> Next scene, October 18th, 1988. My sister's birthday. So, cut to eight days later? Sure. No, like... You said the 10th. The 10th? I don't remember. Sure. (laughs) Donnie and his girlfriend have been dating for two weeks, and nothing sexual has happened. They haven't even kissed? She says, do you want to kiss me? And he abruptly tries to kiss her, and she moves away. He fucks up immediately. She's like, I want you to kiss me when the moment... mean it. (laughs) When the moment's special, when I feel something. Uh, so, when was your first kiss, Donna? Oh, you're gonna make me repeat this? <laughs> um, with this kid in my high school at his house. Yeah, that's what I'll leave it at. Uh, you were like, what, 11? <laughs> no, I was like 12 or 13. Okay. <laughs> oh, God. I don't remember what the movie was called. I had I had my first boyfriend before this. We never kissed. We broke up, and then I dated his friend. Um, That's a hoe hopper if I ever yeah. heard it. Um, you don't screw the crew. And we kissed and made out, or I did for the first time, um, during uh, Jack Black's movie. <laughs> Ten- School of Rock or Tenacious D? No, neither. What? Nacho Libre. Nacho Libre. <laughs> romance. <laughs> Pure romance. I mean, mine was during Family Guy. I, I don't think it gets worse than that. Oh, oh, the joys of our youth. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so they're talking about, you know, she wants her kiss to be special. She's like, I want to do it when it reminds me how beautiful the world could be. And not when a fat guy is staring at us. It pans to... They're in a park when this happens. And it pans to a dude in a tracksuit with sunglasses and a headband watching them. Just standing like two feet away from them, staring at them. What? He's smoking while he's staring at them. These two teenagers talking about their first kiss. Okay. The next scene, we see Donnie's parents in his therapist's office having a meeting with her alone. Mm Mm-hmm. And Donnie is in his house and grabbing a knife. <laughs> okay. The therapist says he can't cope with the forces in the world that he sees because they're threatening him. And she says to them, has he ever told you about Frank the Bunny? And they're like, who's Frank the Bunny? <laughs> and she's like, obviously Frank you don't know tank. your kid. <laughs> yeah. He's having, apparently, according to the therapist, he's having daylight hallucinations and he's probably schizophrenic because that's something schizophrenics have. Daylight hum- hallucinations. He starts stabbing the fucking mirror with this knife he has in his hand. And Frank is standing on the other side of the mirror. 
And it's just like bloop bloop, like it's hitting the mirror, but it's not like puncturing it, or it's like like just like bloop, bloop. <laughs> that just makes me. Oh God, this is the internet having an effect on my brain. Um, where like someone's trying to do something and the person's dancing. The dun dun dun. Yeah, dun, yeah, dun, out of it. Yeah. <laughs> Remind me to show you TikTok later. Oh God. Okay. So. Next scene, Donnie is in a, an audience in the auditorium of his school, and this is where Jen Cunningham, the motivational speaker, is coming to the school to talk to all these kids. Well, you know who we had as a motivational speaker for our school. Cameron Diaz and Elizabeth Berkeley, who were absolutely on drugs, allegedly. Anyway, <laughs> so um, Swayze's there. He's coming out. He's pumping up the crowd. He's like, yeah, kids, get ready. I'm going to teach you how to overcome fear. He shows them his video. Oh, God. He says, too many young men and women are stunted by their fears, and they turn to drugs, alcohol, premarital sex, and those things destroy your lives. Mm-hmm. There's a young man who comes on stage, and he's searching for love in all the wrong places, and his name is Frank. Uh-oh. Foreshadowing. Everyone starts asking Patrick Swayze for advice. One kid gets up, and he's like, I want to know what to do with my life because I don't know what I want to be when I grow up. And uh, no one does. <laughs> Some other little girl gets up on stage and she talks about her problems. Played by Ashley Tisdale, by the way. I recognize her. Yeah. And then some little kid is like, I want to learn how to fight because bullies won't stop bullying me. So Donnie gets up and he's like, Jim Cunningham's like, son, what, what do you need help with? And Donnie stands up and he says, how much are they paying you to be here? <laughs> and the crowd's like, oh, oh shit. He's like, shit's you, about to go do down. Do you have a fake bunny friend named Frank? <laughs> so he, Donnie's like, are you telling us all this shit so we buy your book? Oh, God damn. Donnie starts giving advice to the Real. kids as Jen Cunningham is like, son, you're afraid. You have fear in your heart, and that's why you're acting like this. That's why you have this aggression. Donnie's like, nobody knows what the fuck we want to be when we grow up. We're 18 years old. Like, we're not supposed to know that. He tells the girl advice. And then he tells the little kid, you want to stop getting bullied? He's like, take a karate class or two. And then next time somebody tries to start shit with you, kick them in the fucking balls. <laughs> and everyone's like fucking Real. screaming and cheering. Swayze says, this boy, he's scared. And he is very confused young man. And Donnie's like, you're right. He's like, I am confused, but I also think you're the fucking Antichrist. In his Catholic school, he what? says this shit. Oh, my God. So, everyone's clapping and cheering. They but escort Donnie? him out. Yeah. Then Donnie's with Gretchen, and she starts bitching. No, Donnie's bitching to her in their, like, fucking hideaway hole in this goddamn ravine or whatever on these, this furniture that looks like it smells like bit bugs. <laughs> He's bitching about Patrick Swayze and how... You know, he's like, he's such a fraud and blah, blah, blah. And then they start talking about the book that the doctor scientist gave him. Sparrow. Yeah. And he's like, it's by this woman. It's written by Grandma Death. Donnie tells her that he's been seeing stuff because he's having like hallucinogens, hallucinogenics, hallucinations. <laughs> he starts telling her about Frank. Maybe. I don't know. Bun, bun, Frank. And, oh, also, all the girls in this movie have Warren Jeff's hair. If you know what that is, you know. <laughs> That documentary I showed you with it, yeah, that fucking Mormon cult. They got that boof, bouffant, like fucking hair. That tall ass hair. Fuck. (laughs) Donnie goes back and starts talking to Bill Nye, the doctor. (laughs) He starts talking about portals. Black holes? Sure, I don't know. Okay. Um, They're having philosophy fights. 
Because Noah Wiley isn't following where Donnie's going about these arguments. And the teacher is like, we can't talk about this anymore because I don't want to get in trouble. Yes, basically. And he's like, I could get fired for talking about this with you. So Donnie is walking and he's going home and he finds Patrick Swayze's wallet on the floor. His character, Jim Cunningham's character. This is where he finds out where Jim Cunningham lives. So, in therapy, he starts telling his therapist about these fucking liquid portals that are coming out of people and admits to following one, but he doesn't That's mention the that... the thing? Yeah, yeah, the shit oh, that comes out of people, yeah. but he doesn't mention the fact that he found his parents gone to the therapist. That, that he, one that of these aura come hither things? Come hither, yeah. <laughs> Let so him to he doesn't gun. mention that to the therapist Is it a glock? at all. But, no, uh, what? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Is it a handgun? Yes. Okay. Donnie and Gretchen are presenting a project in Dr. Monotov's class, the science teacher. Again, they, uh, he must have done some shit. <laughs> they designed <laughs> to be a fucking high school science teacher in a Catholic school. <laughs> he fucked a student. Dude, it was a fly in my drink. I'm sorry. Donnie and Gretchen designed a project for babies where they wear <laughs> image glasses that shows photos while the babies sleep of, like, really peaceful things. It's a science project, so they're in, they're trying Google to invent glasses? something. Yeah, Google VR. <laughs> it's VR for babies. <laughs> they just have the baby Yeah, that's sized. not a joke. The fucking yeah. What? Oh my god. So, one of the bullies that was harassing her earlier says, "They're like, what if you show the baby like evil photos of like the devil and shit?" And she's like, "Why would you do that?" And he's like, "I don't know. Didn't your dad stab your mom?" <laughs> So then she leaves. <laughs> it's like, hey, have you ever thought of showing a baby just crime scene photos of insane murders? She storms out of the room. The teacher's like, get out to the bullies. Donnie runs after her. Oh, this happens during class. Yeah, during their presentation. Oh, God. Donnie storms after her. He's like, I'm so sorry. I didn't know they were going to say that. And she grabs him and they fucking kiss. For the first time. For the first time. Wow. She's like, this is the emotional moment I've yes. been waiting for. I wrote, beautiful. Um, <laughs> beautiful. So, he takes her on a date, and they go see Evil Dead the movie, because it came out <laughs> in the 80s. They're the only ones in the theater, okay? Oh, they start fucking. No, she falls asleep, and this is when Frank the bunny shows up. There's no way you can fall asleep in the movie theater. <laughs> Yeah, you never know. During Evil Dead? Whatever. Frank is sitting next to Gretchen on one side, and Donnie's sitting on the other side. And he sa- Donnie says to Frank, why are you wearing that stupid bunny suit? <laughs> and Frank says, why are you wearing that stupid man suit? Donnie tells him, take your mask off. I want to see does. your face. He does, and he takes his mask off, and it's a, a young man, and he has a bullet hole in his eye. So he only has one eye. Yes, because he was shot in the other eye. So Donnie says, what happened to your eye? And Frank just says, I'm sorry. That's all he says. What? Frank says, I call myself Frank because it was the name of my father and his father before him. Oh, God. Donnie wants to know. Frank. Frank Jr. Frank the third. (laughs) When this will all stop. And Frank says... 
He should already know the answer to that question. Because I told you the world is ending in 48 days. So then 24 hours. <laughs> 22 sa- hours. Frank says, watch the movie screen. There's something I want to show you. Have you ever seen a portal? Now, Donnie has seen a portal because that's that kind of goo shit that was coming out of his entire family. Those were portals? Yes, they were portals, apparently. So, one shows up on the screen, like the ones he saw in his house, and we immediately, on the screen where Evil Dead is playing in this movie theater, we see Patrick Swayze's house, and Frank tells Donnie, burn it down to the ground. What? Okay. At the same time that Donnie is at this movie theater talking to Frank, where Frank instructs him to go burn down Patrick Swayze's house, we cut to the school, because there's this talent show... And Sharita, the girl who's being bullied before, is doing an interpretive swan dance. <laughs> and people are making fun of her and screaming things at her while she's on stage. How but nice. Patrick Swayze is there in the back with the gym teacher, who is the coach of this little girl's dance squad. And one of the little girls on the team is Donnie's little sister, Samantha. Okay. Miss Farmer, the gym teacher, tells the dance squad, named Sparkle Motion... <laughs> Failure is not an option. <laughs> See these, like, eight-year-olds? <laughs> yes. She tells another girl, if you feel like you're going to vomit, swallow it. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. And that's when Notorious by Duran Duran starts playing. You know that song? No, no, Notorious, Notorious. Yeah, yeah that's a good song. Sharita leaves the stage. She did her dance. People are making fun of her. The dance squad, Sparkle Motion, comes on stage, and they're dancing like to this dance while Donnie is going to Patrick Swayze's house to set it on fire. He's strutting gasoline throughout the whole fucking thing. He didn't lock his door? Nope. Oh, by the way, when Donnie enters Jim Cunningham's house, there's a seven-foot portrait of him, and it looks like him from Roadhouse. You know Roadhouse? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He's in goddamn, like, 80s, like fucking uh suit and jacket he looks like the dude from roadhouse like totally (laughs) or the lead singer from aha who sings take on me whichever so oh god donnie set the house on fire charita is sitting in front of the dog statue that the axe was in earlier Mm -hmm. he gets back to the theater in time and he wakes (laughs) up gretchen she's crying kissing the dog statue She's listening to her Walkman and just being sad. I feel bad for her character. Anyway, the next morning, his sister, his older sister, is watching the news, and this is where we find out that... His sister's sister. Yes. The Maggie General, the motivational speaker's house was set on fire, and this is where they announced that they found a secret room where Patrick Swayze's character had kitty porn hidden in it. Oh. In a vault. Wow. In a kitty porn sex dungeon. Oh, so it wasn't only videos. It was also where he... I, I don't know. But they found a bunch of child porn. And then he... Children? He's getting arrested. The point of this fucking whole section <laughs> is, if you're going to tell me that there's a fucking reason why Donnie Darko was doing this shit, fucking say that in the movie. Don't give me some bullshit that this was all supposed to be this way. It was meant wait, to so, be. So how... So Wait. So somehow... Frank the Bun Bun. The Bun Bun knew that yes, the motivational speaker was, was a, pedophile. a pedophile. Yes, there couldn't be a coincidence. It's bullshit. What? Now we cut. What to, is this movie about? We, exactly. We cut to October twenty fourth. Oh God. 
Drew Barrymore is called into the principal's office. Her, you know, the she's teacher, the teacher. Yeah. Yes. She gets fired. For? Because they say that she's not doing a good job since there was so much uh, tr- conversation about the story she taught and with the whole fucking pipes getting destroyed with the axe. They, they blame her for teaching the kids this shit that they, I guess, wouldn't normally regulate. And she tells the principal... Go fuck yourself. That he's losing these kids to apathy. And he says, I'm sorry that you failed and you can finish out the rest of the week, but that's it. She goes outside and she just screams, fuck! And then turns around and the fat girl is sitting there, Sharita. And they just look at each other. Because they feel the same pain. (laughs) The principal then announces over this loudspeaker that Sparkle Motion, the dance troupe, is invited to Star Search. It's a real show in California. Okay? Star Search was this, like, you know, they had random people come on and, like, Mm -hmm. perform some kind of talent they had. It's like America's Got Talent, but it was for the 80s. Before America's Got Talent. Before America's Got Talent. While the gym teacher, Miss Farmer, is, like, excited because they're announcing this and she's the coach of the dance troupe. Somebody shows her the news where it says that Patrick Swayze got arrested for being Kitty Diddler. <laughs> and she's just hey, like, by the her way. face drops. <laughs> so this is when her character goes to Donnie's house and talks to his mother, who's named Rose. I didn't know this. <laughs> and she starts saying that she's excited that Sparkle Motion got picked up for Star Search, but it's a conspiracy that Jim is a pedophile and she needs to be in town for his arraignment to defend him. What? So she can't go to take Sparkle Motion to their talent scout in California. And she wants Rose to go in her place, Donnie's mom. Does she know anything about this dance squad? Uh, well, her daughter is a part of it. Donnie's so? little sister is in it. Yeah, I know. She's, like, hesitant. And this is when uh, she drops the line. She's like, Miss- I, I didn't want children. <laughs> They're just out in the world. <laughs> this is when Mrs. Farmer says, sometimes I doubt your commitment to spark emotion. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck is this movie actually about? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, exactly. Oh my so God. Rose goes to Donnie to tell him, we're leaving for this trip, and if you need anything, good luck. That, that's not what she says, but <laughs> she's like, if you need anything, your sister's going to be in charge. He says, Wait, he I thought it was the mom. The mom is going away, but she tells Donnie, if you need anything, your sister's oh, okay. in charge. All right, all right. He says, how does it feel to have a wacko for a son? And she says, it feels wonderful. Because <laughs> that's what the parents are like. He is contemplating sending this letter that he wrote to Grandma Death in the mail. In in betwixt all of this shit. I mean, does he even need to buy a stamp? He could just go and drop it in her mailbox. They don't show him buying a stamp. <laughs> so it's October 26th. Four days remain until the end of the world. Oh, God. Okay. He's does it say out. that? It says October 26th, but we know that this is four days. Maybe it does say four days till the end. I don't remember. Okay. I hate this movie. So... <laughs> He's talking to his teacher before she leaves because she's being fired. And she mentioned something about a cellar door. Now, forgive me, I don't care, but there's (laughs) something important about the cellar door. In a story she mentions by a writer, she's like, do you know anything about the cellar door? She writes it on the fucking board, and it's like, bitch, you're fired, why do you care? And he's like, no. 
she's like telling him about cellar doors. I don't know. She leaves with a box of shit in her hand and like almost falls out of the door as she's leaving the campus. Uh-huh. He walks out with her. No, he doesn't walk out with her. Sorry. He walks to his locker and he sees Sharita there, the heavy girl that everyone makes mm-hmm. fun of for being Asian. Donnie sees her and he goes up to her and he says, she starts backing up because she's scared of him. And he grabs her face like Billy Madison, like, don't grow up. Like, like <laughs> grabs her face and he says, I promise that one day everything is going to be better for you. The world is going to end. And she's <laughs> You'll be dead. screaming at him. She screams, shut up. And like leaves her headphones and he's like holding them in his hand. And she drops her books. And on and one of her, and her, on one of her books, it says Donnie Darko because she had a crush on him. Okay. <laughs> so then he's in therapy, and he says, um, "One year for Christmas, he wanted hungry, hungry hippos." Uh oh. And he didn't get it, and he regrets that, and admits he feels regret for flooding the school and burning down the pedophile's house. And the therapist wants to know if Frank told him to do those things, and he says he has to obey Frank. So he can know his master plan. He says, I have the power to build a time machine. Frank says time is up. Donnie starts crying and freaking out like he's hypnotized. But he gets up in the middle of the room and he's like pacing around and he's like screaming. And he says he's going to, he's going to kill. And he's, at this moment, he's freaking out and he sees Frank in the room of his therapist's office. And his therapist is trying to snap him back to reality. But he's freaking out and he sees Frank. And all this information is let out that he knows he has to kill or whatever. And the world's going to end. And I hate this movie. And I don't know why any of this is important. But whatever. Now it's October 29th. There's one day left (laughs) until the end of the world. We find out that Elizabeth got into Harvard. And she tells Donnie this because her parents... First of all, the mom is going on the trip with the daughter to California for for Star Search. Sparkle Motion. The dad is somewhere else. He might be on a business trip. I don't fucking remember. But it's not really, like, super, like, important Prevalent, that it's mentioned yeah. in there. So they decide to throw a party for Halloween, but also in celebration of Elizabeth getting into Harvard. Because she got into Harvard. Um, I have a problem with that. What do you have a problem with? Because from my recollection, when you apply to schools... When you were a senior, you didn't find out if you got into the school until, like, February. Yeah, but it's 1986. I don't know how things were different because everything was done by paper instead of electronically. Yeah, I got a paper that told me that I got in. When the fuck did you apply? When you were junior? I don't... Stephanie, I didn't write this shit, all right? You're picking apart the wrong part. This is wrong. This is going to take place in fucking february or january it's the night before halloween and we cut to that fat guy who was staring at donnie and his girlfriend before they kissed he's standing outside somebody's house some important i just mentioned it because i i saw him i noticed him so they have a rager his house phone is ringing off the fucking hook it's his therapist they're back at the house well donnie and his sister at the house throwing a party they fixed the roof sure i don't know (laughs) His therapist is calling the house to tell his parents about Donnie's, like, you know, apparitions or whatever the fuck. He's a psychic. I don't know. Um, But, of course, they're not there to pick up the phone. And nobody's picking up the phone because they're having this party. So, leave a voicemail, bitch. Gretchen shows up to the house. And uh, Love Love Will Tear Us Apart is playing, which is a fucking choice song, honestly. (laughs) 
by Joy Division. Are you like the only good thing about this movie? I'm telling you. <laughs> it's the playlist. Gretchen tells Donnie my mom skipped town. I don't know where the fuck she is. She's like, I'm pretty sure that my stepdad is involved. Which means that this woman might have been kidnapped, but we don't know. Or and killed. Who fucking, yeah, who fucking knows? They go upstairs, and guess what? They fuck. Oh, yeah. fuck that cherry. They start kissing, and then they have sex. And Elizabeth is going, his older. Protection. I don't know. His older sister is wa- running around the party asking everybody if sh- they have seen Frank. But Frank, d- d- b- b- the real the Frank, the or Bun Bun What's Frank? the real Frank? You said someone was the named real Frank. Frank is Bunny Frank. Well, no. Oh, in Patrick uh, spoiler Sway- alert. Oh, maybe in Patrick Uh-oh. Swayze's conversation about children, you know, being full of fear, he tells a story about a boy named Frank. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, Bun prevalent Bun enough. But Elizabeth, Donnie's sister, is asking if people have seen Frank. We don't know more than that at this point. Okay. At this point, the mom is calling the house, and the machine picks up. Remember fucking machines? Mm-hmm. And she starts telling them that the concert went well, and the girls got three and a half stars, but they have to go back at some point. Like, they made semifinals or, or whatever. Okay, out of five. Three and a half out of five? That's bleak. They're taking a red eye back that night and should arrive around 8.30 in the morning, which makes me also think that it is fucking... Um, Jersey, because if they're taking a red eye at night, they're not going to get to the East Coast till the morning. Fair. Right. Smart. It's now October 30th. It <laughs> hit midnight. Six hours remain for the rest of the world. They Allegedly. Fu- <laughs> they fucked. So. For six hours. This is when the, the hit song of the movie plays, Under the Milky Way by the Church. It's a really good song. This party has all the hang- all the hits, all the bangers. So. There's a sign on the fridge of that whiteboard where they mm-hmm. wrote in the beginning, where's Donnie? And it says Frank was here, went to get beer. <laughs> Donnie Let's start- write a poem. <laughs> Donnie starts seeing the portals that he saw earlier in his kitchen, and they're coming out of everybody, and he starts freaking out, and he tells Gretchen and his friends from earlier in the film, we gotta go. Where? I don't fucking know. They get on their bikes like E.T. and they start riding in the middle of the night. Is someone in a shopping cart in the front of one of the bicycles? No. They end up at Grandma Death's house. milk cart. They end up at Grandma Death's house. And the bullies are there. And they fucking ambush Donnie and his girlfriend. And apparently, I read this on Wikipedia, but it's not fucking clear. They were trying to rob this woman and that's why they were in her house. Because otherwise, I'm like, why the fuck are they in her cellar? They're in her cellar. Cellar door. Everything has a fucking reason. Whatever. I'm like, why the fuck are they in her cellar if they don't make it apparent that they're robbing her? Because of the story that the teacher told. Which, by the way, the story that the teacher told, the kids break into this old man's house and they set his house on fire without stealing anything because the whole deep meaning there is that they just wanted to cause destruction. They didn't really want anything materialistic-wise. Fuck this movie. So anyway, they were roommates. They were having uh, homoerotic connection <laughs> relationships in the cellar. They throw Donnie's girlfriend on the floor, and she's, like, choking to death. And then Alex, the bully, I don't know his fucking name, Ricky or whatever, he starts choking the shit out of Donnie. And Seth Rogen is holding his friends back because his friends are like, leave him alone, and Seth Rogen's character is like, say the fuck back. Mm-hmm. So the, the main bully pulls a knife to Donnie's throat, 
and he's still choking him. And this is when we see a car coming down the street, like with headlights full fucking beaming, coming right for them. And Seth Rogen runs off, but Wait, not I before they were in a cellar. They are they're outside. They came out. Sorry. Okay. Seth Rogen tells the friends, "Leave, get the fuck out of here." He sees the car coming. He tells his bully friend, "Let him go. The cops are here. They called the cops." And Alex, the bully who's on top of Donnie, is like, "You called the fucking cops? Did you call the cops?" And I'm like, "How the fuck would he call the cops? It's 1986 or 88? <laughs> With what phone, boo?" So Donnie says to him, "Dos ex machina," which is Latin for. What? It's a plot device whereby a seemingly unsolvable problem in a story is, is lo- suddenly and abruptly resolved yeah. by an unexpected and unlikely occurrence. I didn't know what the fuck that meant. How, well, I, I've said ex machina that before. Like, it's just a, know a random thing that just happens to fucking fix whatever problem that's happening on screen. What? What meta shit is this? So the car comes closer. It's not a cop. No. It almost hit hits Grandma Death, Mrs. Sparrow, but it she's ceased. outside. <laughs> yeah, she's going to her mailbox like she does every day. Woo-doo. So you at know. night, yeah, it swerves out of the Woo-doo. way. It's it's <laughs> So it swerves out of the way to make sure it doesn't hit her, but instead it hits Gretchen, Donnie's girlfriend. Oh, don't don't don. Two people get out of the car, and one of them is Frank, who's in the bunny costume mm. because it's Halloween and he's fine. He's a normal person. He's not an apparition at this point. His friend, who's in the passenger seat, gets out and says, Frank, what the fuck did you do? You killed her. He was driving? Yes. Frank the human in the bunny costume is the one who's standing there. Danny Stan... Donnie, sorry. Not Danny. (laughs) Danny. (laughs) Donnie, don't do what Donnie don't does. Donnie gets in front of Frank... Pulls out the gun that he found in his parents' room and shoots Frank in the eye. I'm going to wait till Stephanie puts those two things together. No, I got it. That in the movie theater we saw Frank yeah. with the eye shot out. Yeah. That's the same Frank that Donnie inevitably shoots in the fucking head. Okay. You want me to keep going? Yeah. So Donnie carries his dead girlfriend's body into his car. Oh, she's dead dead. She's dead and drives her home. He killed his sister's boyfriend. Frank was his older sister's boyfriend, hence she was asking everybody if she, if anyone saw Frank. What? He goes outside. He gets in his car. He put Gretchen in the passenger seat. They drive somewhere that's like a cliff that looks out into the middle of nowhere. And he sees a black vortex in the middle of the sky. Now, back up. This isn't going to help make things easier. But the (laughs) conversations he was having with his science teacher was about the physical ability of portals and how they are created. And Noah Wiley, his teacher, Dr. Monotov, tells him for a portal to actually have time travel, it needs to be big enough. And the way that it is big enough is if a metal structure opens it up you need a big enough metal structure to open up a time portal for time travel aka a plane Uh, hold on what okay wait okay uh hold on because my my brain is just you want you want me to tell you what happens well no 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 hold on but uh, i don't even remember what i was gonna say my brain gave birth to a baby and is dead (laughs) (laughs) um Continue. Donnie drives away with the corpse in the front seat. And I told you, he's sitting on the edge. He sees this fucking hurricane 
open up in the sky. Uh-huh. With no fucking, there's no reason right, it no happened. Reason, yeah. Right. The Popo are on their way to Donnie's house. Donnie's on the edge of this cliff repeating the days and minutes and seconds that Frank told him the world would end while this tornado is forming in the middle of the sky. Meanwhile, the talk of the metal craft being big enough to rip a time portal in the sky to go back in time is happening while the plane his mother and sister on goes down and starts to crash. Because remember they were on a red eye coming home? So, what? We see the engine break off from their plane and start floating through a portal like the one Donnie saw uh-huh. into this dimension, other dimension. These moments then start to happen backwards. We see Donnie at the old woman's house shooting Frank. Everything starts going backwards. Uh-huh. Like it's erasing what has happened. Uh-huh. Donnie says when the world comes to an end, he can breathe a sign of relief. Sorry. Because there will be so much to look forward to. And Nothingness. We cut, and we cut to the night that he is in bed before he gets up and sleeps, walk to the golf course. He's in his bed, and he starts hysterically laughing. And this is the moment that Elizabeth comes home, and the engine falls on their house. The plane engine lands in Donnie's room, but this time he's in bed, and it kills him. October 2nd, 1988, we time jump. Or time back jump. I, I, my brain is You know that so, song? So you know many song? confusions. All around me are a million fit. This song starts playing after Donnie dies. And it starts to cut to every person in his life who was affected by him at some point when he was alive. Patrick Swayze sits up and starts crying in bed because he's a pedophile. <laughs> the gym teacher wakes up and is like, oh, because she like realizes he's a pedophile. Frank the bunny is drawing sketches of him as the bunny, even though he hasn't become the bunny yet for Halloween, and he touches his left eye as he's sitting on the floor. They're talking. They're taking Donnie's body out of the house, and finally the family is standing on the lawn crying their eyes out because the engine hit the house and killed Donnie this time. Except the mom who's smoking a cigarette behind a tree, and she looking hella pissed. Not upset, not sad, not mourning the fact that her son is dead. She's fucking, she looks angry. Gretchen rides up on her bike in front of this scene, and there's like a neighborhood kid on the lawn across the street, and she asks him, hey, what happened? And the boy says, oh, a plane engine fell into their house and killed the neighbor boy across the street. And she's like, what was his name? And the kid says, Donnie Darko. Because at this point, in this new universe, she never met Donnie, and they never dated, and she never had a relationship with him. And she's staring across the street at the mom, who's smoking a cigarette, and they wave at each other. (laughs) Awkward. She waves at the mom. The mom waves back. The The end. end. What? I hate this fucking movie. What? Because let me tell you something. Let me tell you what I think other people will be like. They'll be like, oh, you learned about time portals and dimension and the open loop of time travel. So obviously the engine that fell off the plane that his family was on fell off and landed into a portal that brought it to another dimension that landed on his house when he was there. And his death meant that other people weren't going to die. 
They never fucking explain that in the film, motherfuckers. So if you're going to tell me that the plane engine that that killed his mom and sister still fell off but ended up in a portal to then crash into his house while he was but, there to stop the mom and sister from dying, you better fucking explain that because it doesn't. And it's bullshit. And then to be like, well, okay, the pedophile so- and the teacher and Frank still felt the fucking after effect of possibly knowing Donnie and possibly going through those things because Frank touches his fucking eye because he was shot in another dimension but still feels it in this one when Donnie dies. That means that they're, they're still affected by it. So fuck you and your non-logic of time travel. But then also... Do we see the plane actually crash? You see the plane going down and the engine fall off. But right. the moment that the engine falls off, it falls into a portal. Because I've watched enough airplane documentaries. Oh, God. <laughs> about crashes. That's the same thing. <laughs> Where uh, they're still able to land the plane even if there's no. one engine. No, it's the same thing. Okay. I like how bullshit. Okay. Me too. I hate this movie. Tra- trivia one. During conversations about sex with his therapist, the script had Donnie's fantasies be about Alyssa Milano. This had to be changed to Christina Applegate due to legal reasons. Uh, what? Patrick Swayze wore his own clothes from the 1980s for this film. (laughs) He still had that shit in his attic. (laughs) Of course he did. He's the Swayze master. (laughs) The original advertising material featured a crashing plane opening close to September 11th 2001 Uh naturally this was all pulled resulting in the film tanking at the box office due to lack of advertising it gained its audience when it was released on dvd becoming a runaway hit and attracting cult attention i don't know why i don't know why so at the rap party (laughs) for the film like six months later everyone was like all right fuck (laughs) 9-11 we into this (laughs) at the rap party for the film seth rogan and jake john hall agreed that they had no idea what the movie was about (laughs) That gives me enough fucking evidence to know I'm not crazy. (laughs) At one point, it looked like the film was going to be released directly to home markets. Christopher Nolan, Mm -hmm. Tenet, Mm -hmm. was one of the influential factors in securing a cinema release. Of course he was. Of course. Initially, Richard Kelly sought permission from the estate of Peyo, the Smurfs, to show a Smurf doll for Donnie and his friends to shoot at. While on the same conference call, Kelly was told that Donnie would also be allowed to talk about Smurf sex <laughs> because what had been written in the script was considered an accurate description. <laughs> what? That's my trivia, y'all. <laughs> what the fuck? He's like, yo, whatever you said about Smurf myth sex uh, is true. That's, that's exactly how I thought of it. It's exactly how it should be. Um, that's the end of my movie, y'all. And, oh um, don't at me. I don't give a fuck. This movie sucks. Uh, one star or half star? Quarter star? I gave it, I originally gave it half star on mm-hmm. Letterboxd. I give it a one. Five stars. Stephanie, <laughs> you fucking idiot. You give it everything five stars. Anything that's good, one star. <laughs> Anything that's not good, five, five stars. stars. <laughs> Hope you all enjoyed this episode. I yeah, it was I had as fuck. to yeah, fuck. Please watch it. Um, don't. Um, I might. You might. That's okay. Well, I hope I did a good job in explaining it. it yeah, I mean the the movie itself seems confusing as all hell. So, <laughs> yeah. Good luck trying to watch it on your own. But oh, Lord. that's Donnie Yarko. This has been explained to me. We gotta pee. We're gonna go. Thank you for listening. Yes, we appreciate y'all ears. And we hope you have a good night.